This is episode 109, Dealing with Difficult People with Melissa. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the show. If you're a regular listener and you're listening to this episode on Wednesday, October 11th, then make sure not to miss my free masterclass that is today, October 11th at 5 p.m. Pacific time. So do the time conversion depending on where you are. And if you missed it, there will be a replay for a few days. And in the webinar, I'm giving a super special bonus for my mastery course that's coming up. So if you go to christinehassler.com slash masterclass and you don't see the webinar because it's too late, you can just make sure to go to christinehassler.com, sign up for my emails, and you'll get all the information about the masterclass there. If you don't find it anywhere, then you can email jill at christinehassler.com and she will hook you up with all the details. I'm actually recording this the day after I got home from Bali and Malaysia, and it was an amazing trip, and I'm so happy to be home. I love having a home that I love coming home to. I remember before I really loved my job and loved where I lived, I'd have vacation hangovers. <laughs> I'd come back and I just want to be, you know, back on vacation and back where I was. And I don't have those anymore. I, I love where I live and I love my job and I want you to have that too. That's one of the many reasons that I'm doing the masterclass today and why I created my mastery course, because I want you to live with no regrets and I want you to live into your full potential and have the life you dream of. And it, it's possible. And really the way you do that is by removing the internal blocks. Seriously. It's not chasing things on the outside. It's not whiteboarding all your goals and ever noting your life and action, 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 action. It really is about the internal shifts. The internal shifts shift everything on the outside. So please join me. Please inquire if you want more information. Again, you can email jill at christinehassler.com and she'll get you all the details. So like I said, I just got home and coming home to a pile of mail and packages. And one of my favorite packages to come home to is my Stitch Fix box. Do you know what Stitch Fix is? I hope you do. But if you don't, I am going to tell you. So here's the deal. Stitch Fix is like a personal stylist. Whether you're looking to express your personal style, dress for the job you want, or just Try something new. Stitch Fix can style you on your time, but you don't even have to leave the house. It's totally all online. You go and fill out your style profile and Stitch Fix will send you clothes, shoes, accessories, pick just for you, your size, your lifestyle, your budget, and of course what you like. Each box contains five items you can try on at home so you can see what works with your wardrobe and you only pay for the items you keep and sending back everything is easy. Stitch Fix covers shipping both ways for returns and exchanges too. And there's no subscription required. You can get your fix monthly, quarterly, or whenever you like. So get started now at stitchfix.com slash over it. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X.com slash over it. And you'll also get 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. 
That's stitchfix.com slash over it to try it today. And we'll put all those links in the show notes. And I can't wait to dive into my box. One of the things that I'm going to be teaching in the masterclass that's today, October 11th, 5 PM is how to transform your struggles into your superpowers and how to really get unstuck. I know a lot of you feel stuck no matter how many books you read or podcasts you listen to or seminars you go to, you just want to get unstuck. And I'm going to talk about the unconscious programming that keeps us stuck and how you can bring the unconscious conscious. And specifically in the masterclass, I'm going to be talking about something called compensatory strategies and you're going to be able to identify what yours is and learn how to transform it. And today's call with Melissa is so great because you're really going to see how a compensatory strategy is in action. Her question is about how to deal with some very difficult in-laws, which are triggering and activating her particular compensatory strategy big time. And a compensatory strategy, I'll just tell you a little bit about it now, is a way of behavior we adopt to feel safe, validated, worthy, et cetera. And we think they're effective, but they're actually blocking us from seeing and being who we truly are, thus keeping us stuck. You'll hear in the call what Melissa's compensatory strategy is, and I dive into all seven of them on the masterclass so you can identify yours and learn how to shift it. So as you're listening to this call, consider, are there some difficult people in your life? Do you find yourself really hurt by them and you just want them to like and understand you, but no matter what you do, they just don't. Do you relate to being a bit of a caretaker and really want to make sure others are happy? Is it hard for you to stick up for yourself and set boundaries? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my call with Melissa. But before we dive in the call, I want to tell you about another really awesome sponsor for the podcast. And just so you guys know, I definitely try all the products that I endorse on the show. And this one was fun to try. And ladies, this one is for you because we're talking about bras. And I don't know about you, but bra shopping is kind of a drag. Like I hate going to the store, getting all undressed, trying on a bunch of bras. None of them fit. The salesperson's always interrupting. It's like, oh, I just, <laughs> I don't like that. What if you could skip all the hassle and find the perfect fitting bra in minutes? That sounds good, right? Then you got to check out Third Love. It's so cool. You go online and you take their Fit Finder quiz and they'll recommend the bra that's right for your size and shape. I did it. I did the quiz. It was easy to figure out. And they sent me the perfect bra that fit so well and looks so great under clothes. They're obsessed with finding the perfect fit. If you have questions, you can do a live chat with someone right away and they'll help you find your perfect size. It's actually the only lingerie brand that offers bras in half cup sizes. So you get your perfect fit with third love. And best of all, you can try one of third love's amazingly comfortable bras free for 30 days. Just pay $2.99 for shipping. You can really try this bra, cut the tag off, wash it, wear it daily. You might even forget that it's on. They're super comfortable. And if your third love bra isn't your new favorite, no problem. Just return it or exchange it for free. Like how awesome is that? So go to thirdlove.com slash over it and you spell it out. T-H-I-R-D-L-O-V-E.com slash over it. Now to find your perfect fitting bra, try it for 30 days. Again, thirdlove.com slash over it to try your new favorite bra for free. And now let's get on to my call with Melissa. Melissa, welcome to the show. What's your question? 
Hi, yeah, thanks for the call. Um, look, I'm I'm ringing because I moved to Brisbane from Melbourne about 10 years ago to be with my now husband. We got married a few years ago and we now have two girls aged two and four. But part of me is having some regret moving away from my family and friends in particular because my husband's family, his parents and his sister have recently had a bit of an anger outburst towards me in the essence of my husband doing too much for me and my kids and helping me too much. And they think that I've kind of ruined his life because they think I've stopped him going out with his friends and partying and that like he used to, which isn't true. We just have kids now. But I have noticed on many occasions over the last few years, in particular since we've had kids, that there has been lots of eye rolling and mean comments towards me and just disrespecting how I'd you know, want my kids to eat or not eat and when they go to bed and that sort of thing. And lots of things that I've just kind of swept under the carpet. I've I've pretended it hasn't happened and yeah. um, tried to let it go. So there's been no arguments or, or the, they get a little bit angry sometimes. And, oh, I'll do it then. And, and then recently it's all come out, like the feelings that I've had that they've been doing this along the way. They've actually, actually had an outburst towards us and sort of had an argument with my husband and with me and said you do too much for her and that sort of thing and now I'm sort of wondering why I've kind of put up with all the stuff along the way and maybe I should have said more as we were going along but I didn't because I didn't want to start any arguments and I now I'm thinking I should have said no when I wanted to not let them have that extra bit of chocolate and that extra cake and yeah yeah okay so so what does your husband say about the way his family acts around you He's always sort of said along the way to, don't worry, it's just what they're like or, you know. Does he stand up for you in, in front of them? Not really. Um, he kind of is now since they've actually had a go at us and said all these things. He is because I've been so upset about it. But, yeah, he, so he, he is now because he's seen how much it's hurt me and it hurt him because mm -hmm. they sort of said it to him as well. And he's sort of like, I make my own decisions and I'm here for my family, number one, and it doesn't matter how much I do for my kids and how much I do for my wife. Um, we're a family and they're my kids and it's my wife. And we actually have a very happy marriage generally. We work as a really good team. We hardly ever argue. And um, I feel really judged and criticized by them. And now I don't know how to move forward and past the hurtful things that they've said. I feel like if I'm going to be around them, how do I be myself? Because they've judged me so harshly that I feel like I still need to prove to them that I'm a good mum and I'm a good wife and I just have a really good husband who likes to help and be involved. So, yeah, I don't know how to move past what they feel of me because it's obviously been something they've felt for quite a while. Well, is it just you or do they tend to be kind of critical, judgmental, often rude people? I have heard them talk about other family members when I've been around, so now I'm sort of thinking, well, you know, I guess that is kind of how they do it. But I also know that they obviously think that I have changed my husband's life. I didn't know him before I met him, but they and think why, he stopped. And why do you care so much what they think? I know. That's what I'm trying to get. I think because I've moved away from all my family and my my friends that I feel like um, his family should be supporting me more, not judging me more. Right. Because I was really confident before I met him and before I moved here and now I feel like I'm just surrounded by people who are 
trying to pull me down because I am actually normally quite a confident person. So I don't know why I care so much. You, you can't blame someone else for making you unconfident. I understand that the way they've been treating you is difficult and challenging. Like I understand that, but it's your reaction to it is what's made you not confident. Feel like this. Yes. Yes. Yep. So let me just ask you this. It sounds like there's a bit of an opportunity here regarding boundaries and regarding not being treated like a doormat and regarding really standing up for yourself and having your voice. So my, my guess is this isn't the first time in your life where you felt misunderstood or wrongly accused or any of those things. What other times in your life have you felt feeling similar to this? I don't know that I have generally. It's just been coming, I think, over the last sort of 10 years or so. Um, I had quite a, you know, I was quite a happy upbringing. I don't recall any badness happening really in my life growing up. I've you know, I went to university, I've got a good job. I was the only one in our family who got a degree and I'm now an intensive care nurse. So I've always felt fairly confident in what I've done and, and backed by my family. So I'm, I'm really struggling to know how to deal with the opposite where you're not backed and you're not um, encouraged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe I have always had sort of maybe some sort of confidence issues, you know, proving that I'm good enough or something. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, and it may not have been with your family, but there is some choice or, or belief that got formed at some point about really needing to be liked by other people. Yeah, possibly, possibly since I've moved up here and trying to fit in and find new friends. My husband is actually a really good person he's a really good man and everyone respects him and he has a really big heart so maybe I compare myself mm-hmm. to him and I think well I'm not as good as him so right. I've kind of you know maybe that's where it started you know I've judged, I'm comparing myself to him because he is a good person right well this didn't just start and that's what I'm trying to get to with you and so there's a bit of a there's a block here Melissa in terms of really getting to the core of what this is about because you really want it to be about the move and you really want right. it to be about his family because then you can blame them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you've created this and you've attracted this. So there's something here for you to heal. There's something here for you to learn. And this, this wouldn't have been so activated if there wasn't already a belief or a wound or a pattern that it fit into. Because otherwise you would have been like, please don't talk to me like that. If you don't have anything nice to say, goodbye. You're right, because I probably don't have the confidence to say that. Right. <laughs> or the, the self-esteem to turn around and say, hang on, no, this is what I want and don't want for my kids. Just respect that, please. Like, exactly. So when did you give away your confidence and self-esteem? When did you stop feeling confident? When did you start becoming a bit of a chameleon? Because my, my sense of you is you really know how to fit in. You know how to be liked. And, yes. and, and that's great, but that's a strategy. You know, I was listening to a Brene Brown interview and she was talking about, do you know who Brene Brown is? 
Yes, I okay. have heard of her. Yep. And she was talking about how belonging is our number one desire. And we think that we are going to heal the feeling of not belonging by fitting in. But that's kind of the opposite of belonging because we're contorting ourselves to fit in. Right. And so we're not really belonging in the sense that we're being ourselves and we're being who we are and we're loved and accepted. We're being loved and accepted for who we are. We're just fitting in. And so my kind of guess is that, you know, you really want to belong. You really want to belong. Yep. And you figured out strategically who you need to be and how you need to be to fit in. But on a soul level, you just want to be authentic. You just want to be you. Yes. You don't want to feel like you have to contrive and contort to fit in. So from my point of view, this family situation and this move and everything is sort of activating this and illuminating a, a strategy that isn't working anymore so that you can really look at it. Yes. Yeah. So that you can really look at it and start to really ask yourself, like, authentically, who am I? Because it sounds like you're used to seeing yourself through other people's eyes rather than, and even your job, like you, you're needed, you know, you're, you're an ER nurse. It's like, it's, it's, you get value from, from being needed and being able to help people. But who are you without your job? Who are you without your role of wife and mother? Who are you at your core? Right. I I think I'm a kind person. You know, like I, I try to do things out of love. I try I mean, I don't know if this is more needing to help people or in but high values and high integrity. So I don't go out to hurt people. I don't you know, if I say something I mean it, you know, if I get married I'm in it for life. I, I hold myself to sort of these higher values. I I think if mm -hmm. that's what you're asking. Mm -hmm. So did that sound like a really confident answer? No. <laughs> mm -hmm. Can you see how many times just in that you said, I think, and had a question inflection tone? Yes. <laughs> wanting, me to, wanting me to validate it. Like, am I getting the answer right? Yes, I do see that. Yeah. Yep. And, and I'm yep. just, this is no judgment. I'm just pointing out the pattern here. Yeah. Okay. Because these, this family situation, they're, they're spiritual teachers in some way. They're pushing, they're the outside manifestation of your own self-doubt. Yes. Yes. That's right. What do I mean by Probably. that? You mean that I'm, what they're projecting on me is how I look at myself? Exactly. From the inside? Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, probably. And that's what I want to work on. I, I, I do listen to a lot of your podcasts. I've listened to most of them and I li I've listened to other ones as well. And I really am trying to work on the inside out and just love me for me and work on that. But obviously it's not working that well as yet. Well, but the problem probably is you're coming at it from a place of thinking you're broken. And you're doing something wrong. Right. There's a difference. It's a, it's a, it's a different why. So, and I see this with so many clients and so many people I coach, 
people quote unquote work on themselves and quote unquote try because they believe something's wrong with them. And they think if I just work on myself, then I'll change myself and then I'll be better. And whenever we have that judgment, it's really hard for the changes to integrate because we're coming at self-growth from a very judgmental, I'm broken point of view. Right. Yep. Versus going, I'm a human being. Every single human being is in this earth school, learning different lessons, evolving in consciousness, healing old wounds, shifting limiting beliefs moving out of fear and more into love. And I have my certain set of life lessons that I'm learning. Yep. And so I'm coming from the place of growth from, yes, this is just natural evolution. For example, no one, when you're six, you don't sit around and go, I'm really trying to get taller. I'm really trying to like lose my baby teeth and have my permanent teeth come in. Like something's got to shift this. Like I'm really trying. Yep. No, we just, we just know that growth is a natural part of being a human physically. But when it comes to emotional, mental, spiritual growth, we, we think that something's wrong with us if we're not evolved right away. Yes. Okay. And so what I really want to support you in Melissa is shifting your come from. Yep. Not coming from, I'm broken, I need to fix this, I'm doing it wrong, blah, blah, blah. But really, okay, what are my soul lessons? What are my life lessons? This is a big thing that helped me with my depression. When I really was working to get off medication and let go of my story of being depressed, I kept trying to fix my depression. And as long as I was doing that, I was coming from the place that something was wrong with me. Yep. But when I was like, wow, maybe... My soul picked depression and suppression and repression because I'm going to have to learn how to feel joy and how to feel gratitude and contentment and fulfillment. I had to learn the opposite of what I teach now. Okay. And so when I came at it from a curiosity place, when I came at it from this is my unique soul lesson, don't really love it, but I accept it. And how am I going to grow and heal? Yes. The, the question, how am I going to grow and heal is a much different question than how am I going to fix myself? Okay. Yes. So how am I going to grow and heal? So I, I, yeah. Okay. And, and how do you grow and heal from, from being hurt? With this particular situation? Yeah. Oh, well, so there's a couple things. One, you need to get your emotions out about it. You can use release writing. You can use a temper tantrum technique that I explained in Expectation Hangover. I highly recommend you join us for my mastery course, which I'll be you know, sending out emails about soon. It starts um, in October. That would really, really help. And And then you really go, wow. I'm grateful for these people coming into my life and upsetting me so much that I'm waking up. Right. Okay. Yep. Sometimes we really need to be rattled. Yes. And we really need a really clear picture of what our insides are like. Yeah, true. That's definitely what's happening here. Yeah. 
I guess it's making me have a, a long, hard look at myself and and try to. How about how about a out. long how about a long, loving, compassionate look at yourself instead of a long, hard look? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. I, I actually have been trying to look at myself and do meditations and um, trying to be compassionate with myself and thinking the things I do for me and my family, it's out of love and just trying to reinforce it that I am coming from a good place, even if they can't see it. No, no, no. Who cares? It, it doesn't matter. You do not need to prove that you're coming from a good place. Drop it. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. This is part of the not letting, except for you don't have to prove anything to yourself. You know your truth. Okay. Right. That's what I do. Yes. You don't need to justify. You don't need to explain. And the other thing is you need to start having some boundaries. Yes. You need to start using your voice. And when they say something that's disrespectful, you need to start having some loving yet firm words back. You've got to stop taking this. Yes. That's the bit I struggle with the most, I think, is just being loving and firm without getting upset or angry. Right. Well, and you're a caretaker too, so this is hard. So in my so in my case, I just try to not say anything and then I can't get upset or angry. I just go away with it. So give me an example of something they've said to you. I'll help you with the words. For example, I have a fussy eater, so when I've found something that like a green bean pasta that was protein. I remember telling them, I'm so excited. I've found this healthy alternative to pasta that has, that's made of beans and means I can get protein into her. And I got a, Oh my God, you're turning this child into a fussy. And no wonder they're so fussy. And they stormed off on me. And I was like, okay, sorry. <laughs> like I didn't know what to say, you know, because they were blaming me for making her fussy. Well, if they stormed off, there's not much you can say. Yes. So number one, I would limit how much time you spend around these people because they don't seem very supportive or loving. And that's a conversation you need to have with your husband. Number two, I'd start making some friends who are supportive, who are like-minded. So you're not so reliant on this um, kind of judgmental family dynamic. Number three I would start laughing at what they say. Laugh it off. You can okay. say thanks for your opinion. And also stop sharing so much. They don't need to know you found this alternative pasta. You're trying to prove yourself again. Yeah. What matters is your relationship with your husband and who you are as a mom. And your kids, even at two and four, are going to feel your nervous Nelly energy around these other people and they're not going to feel safe. They need to feel safe with you, Melissa. And they need to know that you're a mama bear. Yep. And I'm sure you'd stand up for your children. Time to stand up for yourself. Yes. Yep. You can say, I know you're probably coming from love and concern, but your comments, I don't appreciate negative judgmental comments. If you don't have anything nice to say, then please refrain from saying anything. Yep, that's exactly what I need to say. That's probably the hardest thing to find is finding the right words to use at the right time without, you know, 
exactly what you just said. It's something kind to say, but you're putting your boundaries in and stopping it. Well, and it doesn't necessarily have to be quote unquote kind, Miss Caretaker, (laughs) (laughs) but you don't have to be rude either. See, again, you're still, this is the hardest thing when I try to teach people boundaries is they want the other person to react to it favorably. Well, that's right. Yep. So you're not always going to get that. No, no. It's like walking into a Chinese restaurant and ordering nachos. There are certain people that you're not going to get what you want from. And it's not like they've they're, they've been these judgmental, nitpicky people. And then all of a sudden you're going to say one thing and they're going to be like, oh, Melissa, you're so right. We're so sorry. You're such an amazing mother and wife. Yes, that's right. So let that go. Okay. Let let you know that you're an amazing mother and wife. Invest all this energy that you're investing and being upset about them into your marriage and into your children and into mothering yourself. Yep. This is a waste and a drain of your energy. So it's time for boundaries. It's time to start leading by example to your daughters of what a confident, empowered woman looks like and acts like who doesn't take, who doesn't take shit from other people. Yep. Yes. And it doesn't have to be these long comebacks and I don't want you to get into the defensive mode. And debates. And debates and trying to prove. You can just say, I know you're probably coming from love, but I don't appreciate judgmental comments. So if you don't have nice things to say, then please don't say anything. Yes, that's exactly what I need to say. And I know they would probably roll their eyes at me saying, I know you're coming from love because they're not that type of family to use words like that, but that's exactly what I need to say so that they don't get defensive. Yeah. And okay. If you don't want to say love, you can say, I know that you care about the girls and my husband, whatever his name is. Yep. And that's probably where these comments are coming from, but the way they're landing is very hurtful. Yes. And quite honestly, it makes me not want to be around you. Yep. That's exactly how I feel. I don't want to be around them. And I yeah. know I have got some good friends up here and some good neighbors and I do talk to them and they are very supportive and I, I am at the point where I'm feeling like I just want to be around those people and not his family. But of course it's his family and he wants to work this out, you yeah. know, eventually because it is his family and I understand that. But at this point I'm feeling like they're not good for me to be around. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and if I had longer with you, I'd talk a little bit more about that because that is an issue with your husband and that is something that you're going to need to start discussing with him because, you know, I can understand and appreciate that he's torn between his wife and his family and that's never a great place for anyone to be in. However, if he's not standing up for you and kind of putting his foot down, that's something that you need to look at in your marriage. Yes. Well, he, he is now. He's, he, he has sent them a message saying we need time and space to, to, to work this Good. out. So given that, I would really, 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 really acknowledge him for that and say, you know, babe, you doing this makes me feel safe. It provides me with a sense of knowing that I'm your family. It helps me not feel so stressed about this. I know it must be so hard for you because this is your family, but just know how much this means to me. Yes. And and since he did, it was only on the weekend, it has brought some relief to me to think, okay, he has now said something to them. I think I really needed that to help 
move forward and and then to work on this what we're talking about tonight um in the future and how to just be me and be happy with being yeah not seek their approval anymore and when i can yes. feel confident that i can be around them and and put my boundaries in place that's when i'll, I'll be ready to be around them but i don't know how long that's going to take it's just yes yes in the meantime, my love, what I want you to work on is a little bit of what I was digging for before. I, and, and you don't have to answer now. This is just your homework. I want you to start to look at, you know, what were the events, and it might be, had been several, that led you to form the belief that you're safer and you're more liked and you're more valuable when you fit in and make sure other people are happy and taken care of. Because that has thwarted your confidence a bit. It's hard to feel confident when we're always trying to fit in. Yes. The only thing I can think of that may have subconsciously led to that is sort of around 18 to 25 or something. I had a a couple of boyfriends who didn't treat me very well and I was cheated on and left, you know, they left me and maybe that's where some of this self-confidence has come from. I, I feel like I need to keep people happy to keep them around maybe. Mm. Mm. Maybe that's sort of where it stems. So I feel like I need to keep people happy to keep them around. That's maybe. a great belief to unpack. Yes. And reframe. Right. And how do you unpack and reframe that? <laughs> <laughs> take mastery, <laughs> take mastery, use expectation hangover, journal a little bit about that, that belief and what the payoffs and costs are of those beliefs. And a really great way to work with those limiting beliefs is when you find the payoff, find a different way to get that payoff and collect evidence for it. You know, look at all the people that have stuck around when you've been you. Yes. Yep. And I find with my friends, I am absolutely me. I'm just myself and I do dumb things and they still like me anyway. And that's when I feel the most comfortable, I guess. Beautiful. When you're just you. When I'm just me. Yeah. Yeah. Doing silly things and saying quirky things and being, yeah. you know, being honest and telling yeah. them. And that's, yeah, that is when I feel the best and the freest. Yes. And the most confident because confidence comes from full self-acceptance and expression. We feel confident when we're ourselves. So the minute you try to fit in, your confidence goes down. Yes, that's right. And I think that's around his family. I really try to fit in and be liked by them and I'm terrible at that. And maybe they don't like it when I'm like that. So maybe if I just am absolutely myself, maybe they might like me more. Well, who cares if they like you or don't? Yes, true. that's not that's not the concern. The thing really is about you feeling confident and you liking you and you liking you. And then if people like you or not, well, that's that's their opinion. They're entitled not to like you. Melissa, not everyone is going to like you. Not everyone likes me. That's yeah, okay. That is okay. Yep. Yep, that's okay. Cuz I won't I won't become a chameleon and I won't contort myself to fit in and to have more people like me. That's like selling my soul. Yes. Yep. And I'm not saying I never do it. Like there's still times where I notice myself 
you know, twerking, contorting, being a chameleon, being more concerned about fitting in. And I know when I do it because I feel awful. I feel angry. I feel irritable. I feel drained. I feel insecure. I feel just yuck. And you don't feel like yourself. No, exactly. Yep. Exactly. So it's time to be you. Yes. And stop giving an F about what other people think. (laughs) Yes. That's the main thing I want to do is just stop giving an F and be me. (laughs) And part of what will help soften this is to really have gratitude for his family, your in-laws, because they are, they're reflecting to you a shadow part of yourself. And sometimes we need people to come along and reflect shadow parts of ourselves to us so that it's painful enough for us to see and so that we can shift it. Yes. Yep. You're right because I've done the most amount of learning since about me. Exactly. Yeah. It's put you on the path. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Thank you, Melissa, for bringing up a common issue for us to look at. I know many of you out there can relate to having some difficult people to deal with, and I hope this call gave you some courage and clarification for how to deal with them. In the opening, I mentioned that Melissa had a compensatory strategy that was driving a lot of her behavior. I'm sure it's not a surprise to you that her compensatory strategy was a brand of people-pleasing and caretaking. She was really good at it but it wasn't good for her. And I could recognize that she was stuck in a bit of a compensatory strategy trap from the beginning of the call because she was so stuck. Usually we get stuck in any situation, in her case with difficult people, because we're attempting to do two things at once. So she was attempting to navigate standing up for herself and she was attempting to keep her compensatory strategy in action, meaning she was attempting to continue people-pleasing and caretaking. And we can't do both. We can't live in our truth and be in those compensatory strategies of people-pleasing or caretaking or overachieving or any of the other four that I'm going to go over in the masterclass. It's just not possible. You heard me continue to press the point that a lot of her behavior and triggers were coming from the past. And I guess this was true because she was so stuck. And when we're stuck, that means we have those competing intentions she knew how she wanted to feel and behave. And it was very different from actually how she was feeling and behaving. It's, it's like having one foot in one canoe and one foot in the other canoe and trying to paddle and go somewhere. You're not going to be able to move because you're split, right? There's how you want to act and behave and feel. And then there's what's actually happening. So that's a big indicator that a compensatory strategy is an action. Your feelings and behavior aren't what you want, but you can't seem to stop it. And I asked her where this came from and we started getting somewhere when I said, when did you give away your confidence and when did you start to become a chameleon? And later in the call, she got to realizing that some of her breakups have triggered a pattern of thinking that she needs to be a certain way to keep people around. Another key for Melissa is to be able to answer the question, who are you without your role as a wife or mother? When we really lean into our superpowers, our qualities, not just the roles we play in life, then we don't need our compensatory strategies as much. If she really owns how amazing she is, how wonderful she is, the qualities that make her uniquely her, she'll have that need to people please less. She'll have that need to take care of others less because she'll be working on herself. 
Another reason it's hard for her to recognize really who she is is because she's working on herself coming from a place that she's broken. You know, it reinforces the belief that something is wrong with her. And I've said this on the show before, and I want to reiterate it because it's so important. When it comes to personal growth, your come from is everything. If you're coming from the place of I'm wrong, I'm broken, something's wrong with me. Oh geez, I hope this fixes it. You're just reinforcing the belief that something's wrong with you. Therefore, it's harder for any of the growth work to really integrate because it's fighting against the belief of there's something wrong with me. A different come from is a growth oriented mindset, just knowing that every human being is learning and growing. So come from the place of I'm a human being and every single human being is in this earth school. I also want to talk a little bit about my coaching style with Melissa. You could hear in the beginning of the call that she was, again, stuck, very hard on herself, very kind of in her head of the story, and was having a little trouble seeing how she's kind of created this and how these people are her spiritual teachers in so many ways. And so I started telling a lot of stories. You know, I started talking about Brene Brown. I started talking about myself to help her get out of her story. And I'm also really sensitive with people who I know lack some self-confidence and I could tell when we got to that, that Melissa really was down on herself and sometimes coming at somebody and asking them to take ownership when they're already a little bit down on themselves or their confidence is a little low is not always in their highest good to come from that place immediately. So that's why I started with the stories and sharing about me so she could see that there are times in my life where I still struggle with similar things that she's struggling with. You know, it's always so comforting to me when I know one of my coaches or teachers also still struggles with some of the human stuff that I'm struggling with. It creates a relatability and we don't feel like we're alone. And then that really started to open her up to be able to look at the situation and really see the learning and really see her opportunities for growth. The people that trigger you and Melissa in this case are your spiritual teachers They really are illuminating something for you to see. They wouldn't be causing such a reaction inside of you if they weren't. And when you notice you're being triggered by people, start to look back at the events in your life that maybe had led up to this. And I was also very mindful of catching Melissa when she slipped back to, I'm coming from a good place to snap her out of proving things. You heard in the call that she really wanted to justify and defend her actions. You know, she was attached to them understanding her, but here's, this is to Melissa and to all of you listening. You don't need to justify or explain your truth. It's time to start having boundaries and using your voice. And when people say something disrespectful, stop taking it. I've said this before about boundaries. You can't be committed to having them like you and have boundaries. The thing with boundaries is oftentimes it's upsetting to the people we're setting boundaries with because they're used to us being a pushover. So don't think that you're going to still have them like you and they're going to understand it right away. Eventually over time, they might. But when it comes to setting boundaries, it's about being self-honoring. It's about being in truth and you can still be kind and loving, but you can be honest without being defensive. You know, we waste so much energy on people that don't matter that much because our ego is threatened. Like think of how much energy Melissa was wasting on these in-laws who aren't very kind to her and all of that energy could be put into her children, her husband, and most importantly, herself. You know, I could tell from the call that she's a great wife and a great mom, 
But when it comes to her relationship with herself, some more energy towards that probably would be a very good investment. So I throw it back to you. Who are you wasting your energetic real estate on by trying to get their approval and by pleasing them? And who's getting scraps because of that? Like think of the people in your life right now that you're spending a lot of time on that truly just aren't worth your time and energy. You could be giving that time and energy to the people that really do show up for you, to the people that really do love you. So reinvest your energy that way. And remember, not everyone is going to like you. So don't ever sell your soul trying to get them to. Okay. Some takeaways for you. Of course, join me for free masterclass, christinehasler.com slash masterclass or my mastery course, email jill at christinehasler.com if you don't have info for that. Remember that the people that trigger you most are your spiritual teachers. So instead of trying to change them, instead of trying to have a conversation with them where all of a sudden they understand everything, really look at what are they reflecting back to you? What's the learning opportunity? Third, have boundaries, especially with the people that trigger you or are disrespectful in any way. If you're not good in the moment with things to say, write some things down. I mean, we know people that upset us or people that trigger us, we kind of know the theme of the conversation or the essence of what they're going to say. So have some responses written down, practice them so that when that kind of yuck energy comes towards you, you know what to say. And for you people pleasers out there, one of my favorite books, and I've recommended this before, is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F-U-C-K. Not going to say the word because don't want to get an explicit rating, (laughs) but it's a great book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F. And you can buy it or you can get a free trial on Audible and listen to it. Through our network, we have a free trial, audibletrial.com slash over it and on with it. And we'll put that link in the show notes as well. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening. It's so good to be home. I'm home for a few days and then off to Paris to speak, but oh, am I just loving being back in my home and wishing you an amazing week and sending you so, so, so much love and many blessings until next time. Thank you for listening to over at non with it. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe in iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.